welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about the Stewanist. Okay, so a lot of people have heard this word, stillness, but they don't know what it is. Um, before I explain what it means to you, let me just tell you a little story and why I wanted to share this with you, especially to women out there, because this concerns you more than the men. So about a decade ago, back in Nigeria, I lost a dear friend who was so beautiful, so caring. She was married and had a child for her husband whom she loved so much. She loved him, respected him and practically worshipped this man. So I started noticing some discolorations on her face, but she explained them away with excuses of falling, hitting her head, scratching herself by mistake, and so many excuses. So some of our friends, including me, became suspicious of her bruises because her stories were no longer adding up. So I confronted her and I told her I knew she was being abused at home and I begged her to go to the police. That was a big mistake because she went to file a complaint. And the police told her to go home and beg her husband for forgiveness and try not to do the things that would trigger the beating. Can you imagine? Like, are you really kidding me? And this is still happening till tomorrow. I'm sure there are a lot of women who will tell you the same thing, that there's no point going to report their husbands who are abusive to the police. Nothing. This is what those who are supposed to be protecting us, this is what they said to her. So she went to her widowed mother and complained. But of course... She was turned away. Apparently, her abusive husband was the sole provider for her family. So the the, the man that she's married to that's beating her and abusing her is the one that's taking care of her poor family because her mom is a widow. She was not allowed to work throughout this marriage. And she's educated, seriously educated, very intelligent young woman. But the moment she got married to this man, he stopped her from working. Long story short, the abuse continued until she died. She died from a sustained head injury. She died from the beating, from the abuse. That triggered a lot within me that I started fighting against domestic violence. And then I discovered another major problem in Africa. Early child marriage. Yes, it's a pandemic. If you think Corona is a pandemic, this one is also a pandemic. It has to be. Young girls are sold off into marriage by their fathers, by their families as early as nine, the age of nine. They do not have the right to an education, a right to choose a career path, a right to grow old enough to choose a partner. They're not allowed to grow old. They're not allowed to grow up and decide they're left from their right. They're just, once they are born, once you are born a girl, That's it. Your life is decided for you. Everything you will be is already decided for you. Your marriage, your whole life is decided for you. How? Why? They don't have a right to speak. They can't speak up for themselves, let alone have the right to have needs or desires. These little girls become mothers as early as 13. Some some even at the age of 11. The moment they start seeing their menstrual cycle, some at the age of 11. That's it. And they're seen as property to the one. Who, who, who bought them? Because this is buying. They are bought by men old enough to be their grandfathers. These girls are commodities to be traded off to pay debts. They grow up as wives. And they have children. 
even though they are still kids. And then they tell them that it's the way women should live and die. This is what they are feeding these this little girls with. This is what they are feeding their minds with. A lot of these girls grow up, they don't know what the meaning of education is or friendship is or anything. At the age of nine, they become a wife. At 11, 12, 13, they are mothers. How, how are we living in a world like this? And it's not, we're not getting so angry and so mad that we're rising up. African women in so many parts of the continent are not allowed to inherit property too. If there are no sons in a family, tradition demands that the property goes to the deceased brothers. And not his wife or daughters. No. No, no, no. It won't come to the wife. It won't come to the daughter. It won't come to the woman that struggled with him, that stayed with him. No. He dies and automatically she's cut off with her daughters. Yeah? That's it. It goes to the family. It goes to the brothers. Then I realized that I was extremely passionate about fighting for the rights of the African woman, specifically for the African woman. After I had a panel discussion on Al Jazeera TV, that was in 2013, where I had a heated argument with a senator who married a 14-year-old girl. He justified it by using religion. <laughs> I had so many people calling me, oh, Sela, you're a feminist, you're a feminist. At first, I didn't accept it because the term had been, you know, had been misconstrued, you know. It was perceived as anti-male, like people thought I hated men. I'm like, never, I don't. I'm the last person that you can say that about. I do not hate men. So, but after a while, I started paying attention to that word, that word feminist, to really know the truth about the word. In the course of my research and speaking to women who identify themselves as feminists, I realized that there was a slight difference between my passion and feminists in America whose causes were a bit different. So feminism means different things to different people, depending on where you live and cause you're fighting for. Their agenda and mine were slightly different, but not too far apart. Thankfully, I came across a name that would change my life forever. And that name is Molara Ogundikbe Leslie. I know I'm not pronouncing it well, but forgive me. Molara Ogundikbe Leslie. She is a Nigerian poet, critic, editor, feminist, and activist. She is one of the foremost writers on African feminism. She coined the name Stiwa, which means social transformation, including women in Africa. This is what we call Stiwanism. Stiwanism addresses the conditions and needs of the continental African woman on the African continent, which is why I said some feminists had an agenda that was slightly different from mine. Some of them were more centered around black women and African-American issues and all of that. Even though I can identify with the plight of the African-American or black woman, because I'm one, in general, I felt that some African women's experiences were excluded from that agenda. They can, and I can't blame them for this because they really don't know how, they, they don't really know much about the culture, the laws, the tradition, and those things that really, really oppress African women daily. They might not know. So their agenda has to be peculiar to their issues their cultures, their laws, but our own has to be different. So there has to be a different type of feminism that would take care of the needs of the African woman. I am passionate about advocating for the modern African woman who is strong, smart, and resilient to wake up to the op options she has, because we do have options. She should no longer be satisfied with the options 
created for her even before she was born it is not possible we're educated we know better we are modern african women we know better now if we know better we have to teach other women to know better we have to teach other women about their rights women have to start fighting for the rights of their daughters and refuse and reject the idea that their nine-year-old or ten-year-old daughter should be sold off or be married off that i'm sorry to say i'll use this word it might be derogatory to some people or painful to hear but i feel that child marriage is an excuse for rape it's an excuse for pedophiles to actually rape this little girl because it is rape it cannot be consensual because these girls are not old enough they're not mature enough to 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 consent for 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 sex they cannot they're they're minors it is not possible According to our African history, there is proof now that slavery and colonialism were the origins of inequality among men and women in Africa. In the pre-colonial era, women had positions of prominence, contributing to society socially and economically. They were involved in international trade. Women led armies and protected their kingdoms from invasion. But the colonialists decided that they would only negotiate with male chiefs. So the female chiefs began to lose power. The Western idea about patriarchy and colonialism changed women's position in society and promoted female dependency on men, which was superimposed on colonial communities, educational, political, and economic sectors in Africa. That is what caused the problem. That is what destroyed everything because of this patriarchy that was introduced into Africa. Because I remembered stories that I, that, that, that I was reading about Queen Amina, about the queen in Ghana that led, the, the women-led army that, that, that fought against invasion. I've been reading about the queens of Africa and what they did to lead their army to, to war, to, to protect their own nations. And there were a lot of them until the, the, the white man came. And decided to change everything. Now I believe that we should pay more attention to the African woman's experiences. And the need to redefine who we truly are. And our positions in society. Our aim is not to challenge men. Let's get that right. We're not here to fight men or, or be their enemies. No. The aim is to understand that we are as important as men. And should be heard. We should be allowed to get an education. Choose our life partners. Marry when we want to. When we are old enough. We should eradicate widowhood practices, that is for sure. Be allowed to inherit property and be respected as people who can carry political positions as well. Help our society grow. That is not too much to ask because from what I've said, you can see that we're only asking to be treated like human beings. We have rights. As African women, we have rights. So yes, to those people who called me a feminist, I'm a stewardess. A full-fledged stewardess. If you're a woman out there and you feel that you share in, my, in these ideologies, you share in this vision of changing the, the concept, the mindset, the narrative of the average African woman out there. If you're interested, if you're a modern African woman and you want to join us in this battle, you want to be sure that you're helping to spread the word about our rights 
Teach young girls around you about their rights. Talk to the men that you can talk to and tell them, stop this nonsense. Talk to other men and tell them to stop marrying off these little girls. Whilst we work on legislation, while we work on the law, we have to do, join this fight. We have to do this together. There's an Instagram group that just that has just been set up. It's called The Stewanist. If you're interested, go to Instagram and join The Stewanist. The Stewanist. And let's continue our conversation from there. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com, or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com, for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love. Music